podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. I got all my presents bought Mom got all the pierogies made Put a chair in my parking spot It doesn't matter if that skyline's Sprinkled with rain or snow As long as I can cross the bridge And get to the place that I call Streets, but if it's too slippy, then I can see the tree that's at the point from the Inclino Station Square. We celebrate as a melting pot with a love that's understood. This is what Mr. Rogers called a beautiful day in the neighborhood. has an agenda that they're going to serve. I don't know who's in charge of it or what it is, if it's like a headless monster. Why? This is a question. Walking backwards. Walking backwards. <laughs> Something sacred. I don't know the names of the creep songs. Those Running in circles. Just pop in and let play. Sea of glass. The flight and the fall. I love Ozzy. <laughs> I think he's the true definition of a rock star. Anybody else have any interesting stories they want to talk about? Hey, this is John Lane from the Ride Tropics of Leechburg, Pennsylvania. 
the Pennsylvania Rock Show, show featuring the best inside rock that Pennsylvania has to offer. Hey, it's Bill. it's Bill, and you're tuned into the Pennsylvania Rock Show featuring the best unsigned rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer right here on PARockShow.com, MegaRockRadio.net, and 107.1 FM, St. Louis, Missouri, AltRockRadio.ca in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, RuderooRadio.com in, I always, I always forget this one, in, <laughs> yep, it's going to be that kind of night. <laughs> Rudu Radio in Ocean Beach, San Diego, California. Um, XRP Radio in Birmingham, United Kingdom. That's awesome. xrpradio.co.uk. And right here in the thriving metropolis of Leechburg, Pennsylvania, buildthescene.com slash radio. This is yep, episode number 598 of the Pennsylvania Rock Show with me tonight are the three gentlemen from the band, the Low Life Drifters. What up? What's up, guys? Not much, Billy. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I need to slow down, though, because I can't even get through my intro. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as we were talking off the air, Jimmy has been on the show before. Um, Keith and Chuck are going to get a little uh, trial by fire here tonight. Um, and uh, I, I think I'm going to start off with, with, I'm going to call it a relatively new question because it's within the first, this, it's first year of being asked, um, when you're in year 17, you have lots of questions that make their way through the show, <laughs> but, um, if you were like, oh, tis sheer in the chat room, I'm going to stop and make that announcement Tish sheer hanging out with us in the chat the owner of XRP Radio, um, hanging out in Birmingham, United Kingdom right now, where it's about 2.41 in the morning. <laughs> All right, welcome. Anyway, so where we're going to start is we're going to start off at a crossroads, like Mr. Johnston in the blues uh, scene. <laughs> if you were standing at a crossroads waiting for the devil to show up, um, what would you be there to sell your soul to him for? <laughs> this is funny because we wrote a song about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so is this scripted? <laughs> no, <laughs> called Chasing the Devil. And uh, it's all about uh, a guy going to the crossroads to sell his soul for rock and roll. And he wants the guitar that Robert Johnson had. So, uh, uh, I would say me. I want I want Robert Johnson's guitar, so I'm going to the crossroads for that. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't know. Jeez, uh, what did I sell my soul to the devil for? Um, well, I guess Rock and Roll Glory would be pretty good. Yeah. Some. 45 minutes of fame would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a, a blues guy down in my soul. You know, I play in another band. I play harmonica. 
in a blues band. So probably be my soul for uh, fame, blues fame and rockabilly fame. It's all about rock and roll. Yeah. So I'm going to, I do this to Tiz all the time. I hang out in his chat room when he's live and I make him ask questions and he sent one. So I'm going to go ahead and, and return the favor. Okay. He says, if you could eradicate any genre of music from the planet, what would it be? And you're not allowed to be lame and say all music influences other than the music that, that you like yeah. because you like it all. <laughs> Barbershop. Barbershop. Right away. <laughs> Barbershop. Uh, oh, man, I like Barbershop. <laughs> sorry. Barbershop. Barbershop drives me insane. Oh, man. I'd have to go with rap. I, I just... You know, sampling somebody else's music and and using auto tune and rhyming words. I mean, yeah, there's talent there, but I, I just don't get it. You know, it's just not for me. And anything that's like Taylor Swift and that kind of genre, yeah, gone, please. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I feel like I should answer that too. I'm not used to other people asking questions on my show. Um. Wow, I don't know what genre. Let me think. Um, this is probably gonna get me a lot of hate. Modern country. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I I feel like it's really just pop music. And it's pop yeah, music. it's pop music with hip hop. And and us being rockabilly, you know, we're so close to the to the early outlaw country style, you know, it just, to me, the, the pop country isn't even country. Wow. If it ain't Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings or Merle Haggard, forget it. <laughs> well, we were, no. we were just, we were just talking about that uh, a couple of weeks ago at practice about the new country and how it's, it's basically uh snapping finger track, uh, clap tracking, tracking, uh, and bad lyrics with a little bit of mandolin or, or fiddle thrown in to give it that country twang. twang. Call it country. And, yeah. And the rest of it, if you took that mandolin or, or fiddle out and, and some of the twangy lyrics, it would just be some bad R and B uh, or, or very bad pop. Yeah. Or very bad pop. Yeah. 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 Get rid of modern country. I agree with you. Let's say you guys are out on tour, and for some reason I'm driving the tour bus. Uh, what music? <laughs> what music am I going to be playing in between tour stops for you? Motorhead. Yeah, yeah Motorhead. <laughs> motorhead. I like that. I like to listen to a lot of the uh, a lot of the psychobilly stuff. You know, just the meteors. And, and yeah, and 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 the punkabilly. You know, the stuff that just has has so much. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It just it just gets me going. Oh, some Willie Nelson too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yep, throw some Willie Nelson in there. Yep, Shotgun Willie, whole album. Hey, I'll I'll even we would play Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys, man. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's that's a good stuff there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to mention an artist real quick that I occasionally mention on the show, and usually nobody knows, but um. Johnny Horton. Oh, yeah. Yes. Battle yeah. of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Uh, my, um, north, north to Alaska. Didn't he do that, too? Yeah. That was yeah. him. 
Yep. My my dad used to have that on cassette when I was, and he used to play it all the time in the car. Um, I introduced it to some seventh graders a couple years ago. I was like, wait a minute. We were learning about the war of 1812. I was like, you have to hear this. Right. They, yeah. they all went home and played it for their parents. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, 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 was he not a history teacher? Wasn't he a teacher? I don't know. I'm pretty I, sure I he was either. a teacher and he wrote, uh, I may be wrong, but uh, from what I remember, he was a school teacher and he wrote uh, Battle of New Orleans as a sort of like a history lesson. I could be wrong. I could really be wrong on that, but for some odd reason, I'm remembering that. Well, this Steve Harris of Iron Maiden does the same thing. He writes a lot of songs based on history, you know, the Trooper and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So Tiz has another question for you guys. And I, I probably didn't mention to you that if you're on a computer, there's a button that says comments. And if you click oh, yeah. on it, you can yeah. follow along. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and ask this. Um, it's different. Um, <laughs> if you could wear any famous person's face as a mask, in effect being able to pretend to be them, who would it be and why? But bear in mind, you would be skinning this person's face so they probably wouldn't survive. <laughs> oh, man. What? <laughs> I think Tiz has been practicing because I yeah. ask my oddball questions on his show. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say Lemmy, man. I, I love Lemmy. You know, I, I would want to be Lemmy. He lived the life. He was a total rock star. Um, you know, the whole sex, drugs, rock and roll. That was Lemmy, man. So I'd, I'd say Lemmy, I, although I would not want to skin Lemmy alive, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Lemmy, but since you did, I'm going to go with, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, hmm. Trying to think, one of probably Bill Black from Elvis's band. You know, that he ah. he was with the with the slapping slapping upright you know, be, yeah. before DJ Montana, uh, Fontana. You know when they didn't have drums and he was slapping out the rhythms and and since he's already gone, you know we don't have to worry about skinning him alive. <laughs> I I honestly can't think of anybody. I I wouldn't want to. Sk- Anybody, I wouldn't want to skin anybody's face that I like. Uh, so I can't really think of wanting to walk around in, in somebody's skin that I don't like. So I'm going to cop know, I, out. I'm going to cop out and not answer I'm, that question. I, I'm going to throw a caveat on this. Didn't they make a movie called Face Off where yes. Travolta and Cage yeah. traded faces? Yeah. They both yeah. survived. Yeah. 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 And, and Lemmy would definitely would survive. He would have survived. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. All right. An apocalyptic event. Oh, let me try that again. An apocalyptic event happens. And it wipes out almost all the humans on the face of the earth. There's a handful of people left. One song from every band survives. Which low life drifter song should survive and help repopulate the earth? <laughs> Wow. It's going to end up being me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that one actually will repopulate. It, 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 it will, exactly. It will. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be that one. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the one that you're going to debut tonight, tonight, right? Yes. A little bit later? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. That's actually a good one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. If you could go back to any time in the history of the world, 
and follow any band around for a year just to hang out with them and learn from them, who you're going to follow around and why. You want to go first, Jimmy? Uh, yeah, I, I, well, I, at, at, at any time period, right? Go any. Back um, I would say I, I always, I've always said this. I'd like to go back to the year 1956 when rock and roll started. Elvis, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis, um, Little Richard, Gene Vincent, and just like follow those guys around on tour. Because uh, I'm, you know, the million dollar quartet, you know, called Carl Perkins, Johnny Cash. You know, uh, all that stuff. Uh, so following those guys around would be cool, I think. And you would definitely learn. And I get, and definitely would be probably a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, for me it would be the, that, that same era with, you know, Bill Black, uh, Dorsey Burnett, and, you know, the other the other rockabilly uh, upright bass players that were that were like slapping out the rhythms and just, you know, holding down the bass all at the same time. It was just, you know, they didn't have drummers back then. You know, they were just doing everything with just, it was typically uh electric guitar, an acoustic guitar and an upright bass. I think I would, I think I would end up wanting to follow um, Led Zeppelin, like in their, you know, in their insane heyday, of you know giant concerts and booming drums and backstage backstage antics and everything else i think that would be i mean i've traveled around in a van with bands so i don't need to say i would really like to check out what it was like to be with the ramones because i think that half the people that do this already know what it was like to be in you know they know what it's like (laughs) to be stuck in a van so i think it would be a lot of fun to experience you know that that whole huge scene of, you know, just mayhem and and overindulgence. You know, just see that so Zeppelin. So Tiz, as I mentioned earlier, is the owner of XRP Radio, mm-hmm. and he's telling me to tell you guys to submit your music to his station. Um, okay, Tiz, we definitely will. Thank you. Yeah, if if you if you send us. Uh, an address or something, we'll send you out some merch, man, on us. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I will, um, when the show ends, I'll send you the link with the video that shows you how to submit to the music to, to his station. Okay, cool. All right, great. Thanks, Tids. Yeah. All right, so, let's see here. Um, so, back in the early days, I used to put bands on the spot and ask them to pick their favorite venue. And looking back on it, um, that wasn't real fair of me because you kind of burned bridges that way. And I had another question that I started to ask recently, and I kind of merged the two of them. And this way, it gets you out of the upsetting of venue as far as playing music there, but it may make them decide to change their menu. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite venue that you've played based on food and beverages that you've had there? Mm. Oh, that's easy. Um, <laughs> Gooskies in Polish Hill, uh, because it's always a really fun place to play. There's always a good crowd there. Um, and their cheese sticks and halushki are really surprisingly good 
for a little neighborhood punk rock bar. Uh, have the cheese sticks after you play because you don't <laughs> want to have them before you play. But they're still really top-notch cheese sticks. So my vote's Gooskies. <laughs> I'm gonna for say... me, it's uh, probably either Spiel's Tavern in New Alexandria. I mean, it's it's just that place is 100% about music. And uh, and you go in there, and you know you're going to have a good crowd, and the crowd's going to be in the music. And they got some really good chicken wings and uh, and other food. Every time I go in there, you know, being a harp player too, I, I go in there and I eat chicken wings, and I go out to my van and I brush my teeth afterwards. So I don't load up my harmonicas with chicken wings. <laughs> they have the the cigar box guitar museum there. Yeah, right? yeah, they do, and it's it's awesome. It's just just great people. Same thing with Moon Dogs. Just just great people running the place. It's all about the music, and it's you know they're not there trying to make a a ton off the bands. They're just you know they support music, live music, and uh, and original stuff, and they're they're just one hundred percent good good people the rim in norton west virginia my boys haven't experienced it hopefully they will we've played there a number of times uh with dragline and you want to talk about southern hospitality the first time we played down there they put a spread out in their garage chicken ham pasta i mean it was a full-on spread for the band for the bands they fed us for free we got paid. They were crazy, crazy music fans. I mean, the place was packed. Small little place. Uh, Brad Smith and his wife, Amy, do do bands justice. They get bands out on tour. The Cheats have played there. Um, I can't say enough good things about the Rim in Norton, West Virginia. Bands out there, you need to go down and play in Norton, West Virginia. It's only two and a half hours. I'm telling you right now, we'll come back and say, that's the best damn place you ever played. Let's go. Okay. Oh, oh we're going to go. <laughs> um, so Metallica has played in Antarctica. Kiss has played under the ocean to sharks. What off the wall place would you like to play? <laughs> Man. This this could be anywhere. <laughs> For me, I think uh, some of the some of the you know the places in Europe that that rockabilly still rockabilly and psychobilly and uh, punkabilly is is huge. You know, it's it's people really it's well received, and to me that would be great. You know, not 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 even to go there for the money, just to go there for the for camaraderie and the you know and the and the fans that actually love rockabilly. I'm going to say the Great Wall of China. I can picture the three of us playing on the Great Wall of China. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I'm going to say um, like the top of a mountain or glacier uh, where everybody's skiing, snowboarding, and, you know, just basically at the top of the mountain. So. Plus, in my houseboat, we got to do that next summer. Just yeah, going to do that. Too. Just play on the houseboat, and whoever likes it likes it, and whoever doesn't, so what? It'll be fun. Water is considered international, right? You can do whatever you want out yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily this band, but it can be this band. 
I want to hear about an embarrassing moment that happened on stage, but you can't tell me about something that you did to embarrass the band that you were in. You have to tell me something somebody else in the band did that embarrassed you while you were playing. Um, the three of us only played one live gig, so there yeah. wasn't too much embarrassment there. Uh, you don't have to name names or bands. You can just tell yeah. the situation. <laughs> I used to play with a fellow that used to... Um, uh, he used to he used to imbibe a little much before we went on stage. And uh, occasionally he would more or less get his fingers stuck in the guitar and, and uh, <laughs> would make for a difficult show. And uh, so there were, there were times that, that he and I would actually sort of, I'd throw drumsticks at him if I thought it, it was, it was really bothersome. Um, and half the time when those kind of shows happened, as soon as I'd come off stage, somebody would go, man, that was the best show you guys ever had. And I'd go, Jesus, I hated it. <laughs> but yeah, the, that's that's a perfect example. Of the, the, the guitar well, player just drinking a, I, a bit too much. I did a show. I was in, in a band for several years back in the 80s and early 90s. And our drummer, when we were playing at a club in Indiana that we were about 11 feet in the air of the stage, he, he said no one could see him and he was going to play naked. And uh, one day we're playing and he he's yelling my name. And I turned around and he showed me he was playing naked and uh it didn't embarrass me and uh, and i thought it was actually kind of cool <laughs> that nobody in the in the whole room knew that he was playing naked but we almost didn't get paid at the end of the night when the uh club owner heard that he might have been playing naked <laughs> <laughs> i bill i can't seriously think of any embarrassing moment uh, well way way back the Midnight Plowboys, we played the rock room. I, I was trying to remember the name of that band. <laughs> yeah, Midnight Plowboys, we played the rock room. And um, we definitely indulged a lot before we went on to play. But our drummer completely could not keep time with any songs. <laughs> Every song was a train wreck. I mean, it just, the train was derailed from song one. And by the time at the end, it was just a pile of just a, a mess. Um, and that was probably the worst gig that we've ever, I've ever played that the rest of the band, the singer, bass player, myself, we were all good. And the drummer was just completely falling apart. And, and, but lo and behold, we got asked back and we came back and we did redeem ourselves and play a good show. I, I, the mid, I, I think I have some music from the Midnight Plowboys still. Uh, well, if you don't, I do. <laughs> um, I I, re- I actually remember the first time I heard of that band. Um, you were featured in A Keg, the Ali Kiski Entertainment right, that, Guide. That, that little music yep. uh, mag, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and actually, the one one of the songs I gave you, uh, Big Train, was a Plowboy song that we did a little. We didn't do it very much, but we did so. But the Drifters do it way better. What's one thing you love about the music scene and one thing that you would change? You mean the Pittsburgh area music scene? Mm-hmm. I would change. Um, I would change. I would, I would make sure that there's more places where uh, 
original bands can play and not just not just punk bands because it seems like the only venues around Pittsburgh that are doing original stuff it's either sort of crust punk punk uh hard rock harder rock type stuff um you you're you're not going to find a whole lot of bars that if you wanted to play some good old good country or you even wanted to do some pop or something like that there's no place in Pittsburgh that if you're a, a pop-minded musician that you're going to be able to go and say I have 15 songs that I would like to play you know where can I play and then just go eh, nobody knows who you are go away uh, that's what I would change it's just there's no place for original music aside from punk and hard rock in Pittsburgh and those places are I wouldn't say far and few between, but and COVID's made it even harder. But you know, it's a select group of bars and, and places that, that an original band can play comfortably. You know, so that's what I would change. I I agree with Keith. More places for original music and less places for tribute bands. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I I'm guilty of being in a ACDC tribute band back around '90. But back then, you know, we, we did the whole thing when we had the uh, props and we looked like them and, you know, we did the moves like them. And it just seems like now there's so many tribute bands that, you know, plop on some wigs and go out and play badly. And they're, and they're playing, you know, they're playing bigger clubs than, than original music. And it's, it's kind of a, it, it's kind of sad to see that, you know, that's what's getting seems to be getting the attention you know there, there's exactly. so many great um original bands in pittsburgh and you know of all all kinds of uh genres and it, it's just a shame that nobody knows who they are because everybody's going to hear tribute bands yeah all right so tell me a little bit about about the song you're going to debut the ep <laughs> That, that you guys just finished, and you're, if I, I don't know if I can say this yet, but you guys were recording just yesterday too, right? We were we were in the studio um, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. Razorblade Recordings fans, go see Johnny. He's the man. I'm telling you right now, Johnny is the man. I mean, yeah. you know, I have my own studio, and I learned so much from from Johnny Razorblade. He just he's he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the coolest guys, low key man, and professional, one hundred percent. So, uh, if if you want to record, go see John. Yeah, uh, you go into that place, and 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 it's, you know, it makes you feel at home. It's it's not like a right. a bunch of nerves, like uh, you know, I got to get this right. It's just it's so low key, and and he just he he's a magician with music. I mean, he he just really knows how to record. Yeah, he lets you he lets you play through um, and he doesn't necessarily stop. You know, he doesn't stop you and go, ah, you guys got out of, out of tempo or, you know, somebody made a little mistake. Like he just, he lets you roll through. And then if there were mistakes, he would go, okay, eh, that was a little bad. Let's, let's do it again and see if we can do that better. Uh, so instead of like, just, you know, cutting it and coming in on the headphones and going, nope, you know, Jimmy made a mistake or Keith clicked stick wrong or, you know, whatever. Uh, he just lets you go. And that actually just removes a lot of the tension from, from recording. Cause as soon as somebody goes, okay, you know, 
go. Everybody, you know, everybody gets a little red light fever and, and freaks out, but Johnny kind of smooths that over and, and just lets you roll with, with how you play. So right. makes it makes it nice, makes it easy. Yeah. So. And, 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 you know, the, you know, the, the cheats record there and their sounds, their stuff sounds amazing. His own band, Johnny and the Razor Blades. I mean, seriously, if you're serious, if you want to go record, go, go see Johnny at Razor Blade recordings. And check he, out their he, stuff he too. Right. I mean, yeah. Johnny and the Razor Blades, their, their harmonies. I mean, they're, they're just a right. great band. Yeah. 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 So it's going to end up being me. You want to know a little bit about that song, huh? Yeah. That's all you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not in that. Uh, uh, originally, um, it, 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 it started out as uh, my other band, Dragline started out as a dragline song and uh, uh, we rehearsed it a couple times and, and then it didn't go anyplace. Um, so I brought it to um, to the table with Chuck and, and Keith and we went through it and they, they dug it and they, they liked the words. Um, it's kind of, I, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to offend <laughs> <laughs> PG thirteen, please. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, I mean, it, it it has to deal with you know uh, definitely a girl, um, which is you know you know booze won't kill me, drugs won't kill me, but women would be my demise. You know? <laughs> um, it it's all about uh, a, a a girl who you know she's a full figured you know young lady who is looking to find herself a, uh, a nice young man to, uh, you know, marry and, and whatever else. To, happens. to repopulate the earth to, <laughs> to, repopulate, earth or song. to, to repopulate the earth. Right. This would be the song to do it with. So um, I, I'm just going to stop there. Um, off, off, the the camera off the interview bill i will definitely give you all the deets and <laughs> ho hopefully you will just keep it to yourself um i think there's I, other than other than chuck and keith um uh, our, our one our one buddy uh john stowitzki he knows the story so and if you ever met john he's quite a character and he's a big big fan of the music scene big supporter um he knows the whole story and he loved it so uh, I play the song and some, you know, people, while we're mentioning John Stowitzki, I mean, he's, he's a guy that, that, you know, his, uh, what, what is his, uh, group called Steel, the, uh, Steel City, the Steel Destroyers. City Destroyers. Yes. You know, they're, they're, they do a lot to keep the original music scene going and, right. you know, the punk and the rockabilly and the rock and, and everything and the, they're they're just great guys, and they raise a lot for charity. And they're, you know, got to give a shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, and one and one other place too. Check they talk. You know, um, you know, the Steel City Destroyers out of Porky's Bar and Grill down there. And Josh at the Subalpine in Turtle Creek. He's another guy, man. That's another guy. Yeah, we really, can't say enough about those guys. Sir. I mean, yeah, who who just great really guys. Puts, who really takes care of the bands, promotes original music. You know, so. You know, those two places, um, you know, I, I tip my hat to them because every time I've played there, you know, always been treated, you know, like 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 you're a rock star. Um, all right. So we're going to take a minute. We're going to listen to um, the Low Life Drifters song, 
It's going to end up being me. Did I get it right? You got it right. (laughs) And we will be right back with some more questions for them. Scratch my itch. I know it's gonna end up being me. I know it's gonna end up being me. I know it's gonna end up being me. And make me your wife. I know it's gonna end up being me.
Hey, that was the cheats cussing, crying, and carrying on. And right before that, you heard the low life drifters. It's gonna end up being me. Uh, the low life drifters are with me currently tonight on the show. Um, if you're just tuning in, you missed like 25 minutes of me asking them oddball questions and then pretending like it wasn't hard to answer. Um, (laughs) Tiz had the best questions. (laughs) Well, the reason I'm telling you, he practiced because I, I do that to him. Um, he has a show called tagged on Saturdays and, um, occasionally he'll bring in a a live interview and he'll open up as anybody have any questions in the chat room. And I'll ask like the question about song that's going to survive and and help repopulate the earth. And, you know, the British have different sense of humor than we do. So it, (laughs) yeah, the face off question was a bit, that was, uh, that one was, yeah, I may have to keep that one. (laughs) You need to use that for future interviews, Bill. I am. There was a question years ago that I used to ask, um, I'm not going to do it on the air live, but I'll tell you guys off it because um, back when I back when I first started the show in 2004, I wasn't so much thinking about my job because I just started my job then, and, and, and I never thought, well, you know, I might say something that could be a problem. Um, that question would be um, <laughs> so off the air, but I will say that it, that it came from um, the band Step Eleven, and um, I don't know if you remember them. But um, do you remember Wally from Scale? Yeah, recently passed away. He yeah. was the lead singer of the band Step oh, okay. Eleven. Um, and the question is, it, it, I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, if this is like the official build the scene question, I started asking this a couple years ago. Ultimately, my goal was to get Dave Grohl to come on my show. So I tried to figure out a way that I could keep him in the show, um, even though he's completely ignoring me and his management never returned my email and <laughs> I tag him and nobody ever responds. But anyway, <laughs> if you had the chance to go up on stage with any band and play one of their songs, who would be your Dave Grohl? In other words, who are you going up on stage with? Do they have to be alive? No. Ace of Spades with Lemmy and Motorhead. For me, it'd be David Bowie. <clears throat> David Bowie, just like everything he did, I was into. So, I mean, and he changed everything all the time. So, it'd have to be Bowie. The Clash. Definitely the Clash. <laughs> I want to go on stage with the Clash. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to take a a commercial break here for a moment. Wolf's Customs in the house. Chris Thunderwolf Dotson. He is a sponsor of Building Scenes Radio Station. Um, they do custom finishes on instruments. Um, they have a custom finish they call call Hollow Flash, which is kind of this is the best way I describe it. You know when oil mixes with water and you see that like shiny rainbow look in the water. Mm -hmm. Imagine that on an instrument and and that's what he's doing. Awesome. And then his wife um, does custom painting on instruments as well. Um, So Raven and and, uh, Chris are out there at Wiff's Customs. It's wiffscustoms.online 
if anyone would be interested in checking out their finishes and uh, getting something done up as uh, <clears throat> as Lou Lombardi from the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus says, um, you don't want to go up on stage with a plain, boring instrument. Go see Chris and, and Raven and and, and uh, get it finished and, and go up there with some pizzazz. <laughs> Perfect. So I did two commercials in one. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with the um, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, but it is a show that Lily is on. Right. Um, she's a co-host. Um, it's out of Connellsville and it's on Rock Rock Rage Radio as well. Um, they record on Monday nights, so I usually try not to record on too many Mondays now, right? Because I like to go and listen to their show. But right. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm sure Chris was listening to it and just hopped over here when it ended, looking at the timestamp. <laughs> All right, so you're walking down the street. You walk past a DeLorean that just happens to have its door open. Nobody's around, and there's a flux capacitor in it. Where are we going? Where are you going and why? (laughs) Jeez. Uh, I'm um, I'm going to London to watch uh, the Beatles perform on the rooftop. That's where I'm going. Mm. Probably, like Keith had mentioned earlier about, you know, going to see, you know, Zeppelin. I think I would go back to when Zeppelin was in, in, like Keith said, in their heyday and see them. I, in 1980, I had tickets to go see them when they're coming to Pittsburgh, but then John Bonham passed away and never got that chance. So definitely, I I would definitely want to go back and see uh, uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, Jimmy Page is one of my favorite guitar players. I'd go back, let's see. <clears throat> I saw Muddy Waters in 79, and that's what got me into blues. And, you know, I saw I saw the uh, Stray Cats early on in their, in their career, and, you know, I bought an upright bass after I saw them. So I, I'm, I'm guessing I'd go back to... Uh, to that time, early Stray Cats, early uh, late seventies, early eighties. Uh, Jay Zanotti hanging out in chat room as well. I don't know if he's JJ, what's up? <laughs> Hi, Jay. Hey, Jay. He's not going back too far in time. He's going to the Thirty First but... Street Pub, which is awesome, man. Legendary Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh man, the one of the probably the greatest venue that Pittsburgh ever had was the pub. Yeah, that was a nice. Yeah, place. It was, it, it's sad yeah. to be gone. Yeah, and and Joel Joel was awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to give you guys one more oddball question, and then we'll bring it back in and rein it in a little bit and <laughs> kind of tie things up and let you go for the evening. But um, I haven't asked this one in a while. This is a tough one. So maybe as a group, you can answer this one. All right. I want you to think about the local scene, the musicians that are in it, and I want you to create a all-star band that none of you are allowed to play in that you would only be able to manage. Who would you put in the band? All right. Uh, I'll take bass player. I would nominate putting uh, Metal Mary that plays in the Mud City Manglers, and she used to play in uh, Behind Enemy Lines. 
as the bass player in the band. And then Todd Porter. Todd Porter, lead singer. I'd probably go with, uh, let's see, uh, the Hucklebox and then also the, uh, hmm, let me see, the, um, man, that's a hard question. Um, Borstal Boys, combination of the two of those. Put that. Put the Hucklebucks, yeah. Well, I, you know what? I'd, I'd put Ted and Todd together, dual lead singers. You get a one-two punch with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Ted and, and the Borstal Boys, you know. That, that kind of is an all-star band already. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's a great band. Yeah. Matt Ferrandi on drums, he's already in about 16 bands. Put him in another one. No, he's in like 27 bands. <laughs> <laughs> I once saw him probably back in 2005, I was putting on a show with um, Diana from ACAG. We were doing an end of summer jam at Cook's Place. And um, I was trying to get Doppler Effect back together and they didn't have a drummer at the time. And um, I had done their website for a while and they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll figure something out. Well, they show up. Matt comes without practicing with them, sits down, plays their whole original set with them. He's, well, he, he's one hell of a drummer. I mean, yeah, you know, he is. I mean, he wouldn't be playing in all those bands if he wasn't that good. Yeah, that's so. for sure. That's for sure. All right, so let's kind of tie things up here. Um, what What do you guys have coming up? Besides, uh, if you're recording, <laughs> yeah, uh, we finished up uh, three more songs last Saturday. Um, we're waiting on artwork. And uh, once we get that, then we're going to put the CD together, uh, get it out. Uh, as far as shows go, I know for sure we are playing the sub on Friday night, March 11th. Um, we opened the show. I think there's a couple other bands. I don't know who they are yet. They haven't nailed down all the bands yet, but we are definitely on that show for March 11th. Uh, after that, uh, we'll play anywhere. We'll play yeah, we, we have some stuff coming up for um, for um, Arnold, the uh, Band Blast, and the uh, Memorial Park. We're going to be playing those gigs. Um, I think we have some other stuff coming up, but we don't have it all buttoned in yet. So probably got about five or six shows coming up fairly soon. But if you want us to play, we will play. Yeah. Play well, no. How how can they get a hold of you? That's the next question. Which is uh, there's a link on the on the um on the website. Yeah. You know, there's a contact link. Send an email and, to that, and, and in the video that link is right below Chuck, yep. but it's yep. lowlifedrifters.com. Right. Yeah, and and uh, and we'll get that, and you know, we we just love to play. So let us know what you got. Yep, yep. That just sounded like Big House Pete. (laughs) You'll probably find us on Facebook. That's my buddy Paul. (laughs) Yeah, you'll find us on Facebook. (laughs) We got some stuff coming up, I think, with um, Hot Metal Harley in the summer as well and some car shows. So we just don't have dates yet. 
And all that information will be up on the website once you get it, right? Exactly. Website yeah. and the Facebook page. Uh, yeah, definitely. Hi, guys. I, I want to thank you for hanging out with me on episode 598. Thank you, Billy. Thanks. thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Yeah. Uh, so what you guys are going to hear next is some more of the best unsigned rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer. Um, you are also going to hear from John American Hill, Jack Lane. When you hear his voice, you'll know that means the show has ended, but that doesn't mean to leave the station that you've been listening on. Those stations have been supporting unsigned and independent music. So go ahead and give them some support and hang out and listen to the other songs that they are going to play for you. Uh, my name has been Bill and I will catch you next Friday on buildscene.com on the Pennsylvania rock show and the first and 15th of each month on three questions and a song. And um, hopefully someday soon we'll get another friendly fire scheduled with Tiz and cat from XRP radio. Um, and I will announce that once we get that figured out, um, just keep an eye on buildscene.com for angel media and also go to low life drifters.com and we'll catch you next week.
This episode of the Pennsylvania Rock Show has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more of the best on-sign rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.